You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. 40 years of this is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruben Yeshua Pupko out of Cote St. Luke. I forgot, you know, it's been so long since I've said that. It's a good thing I remembered, you know, it's been, uh, oh, Beth Israel, Beth Aaron. Yes. Um, and Rabbi Pupko, I know you've been so busy. I mean, it's the busiest time of year, right? It's the most wonderful time in the rabbi's year, right? The high holy days. And uh, uh, culminating, of course, in uh, Sukkot and Shmini uh, Atzeret and Simchat Torah, Simchat Torah. So uh, I so I understand that uh, I got the feeling here from where I'm at, and I'm sure perhaps it was true north of the border in Montreal where you are in Cote St. Luke, there was a lot of exuberance, wasn't there? A lot of excitement. Yes, um, a lot of exuberance. I, I really felt it was... Uh... It was kind of a release after uh, 20 months or so of living under COVID and not having normal experiences uh, in Shul or in Yontif. And uh, Simchas Torah looked like Simchas Torah, but really uh, energized. It was, uh, you know, people just wanted to be normal again and let loose. And it was uh, nice to see. We're about a week after. And uh, I haven't heard from about any cases from our Shul. So... That's good news. So some of the behavior, which others might deem uh, reckless, uh, didn't seem to have any real repercussions. So that's good news. Uh, there are cases I know in Montreal now in the schools, uh, but uh, synagogue transmission I haven't heard of yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I mean, what's Paul call a, um, a Jack Daniels, uh, a Jack Daniels? <laughs> there was a lot of drinking. I mean, I, I noticed that I noticed that the booze was flowing. Um, yeah, yeah, people want to drink. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah again, it, it, uh, it, I, I gave a little speech to my little uh, assembled community beforehand, the Sephardim that I deal with, about how a oh, good it, it, it isn't just about fun. Make a commitment to learn a little bit more Torah when you dance with the Torah. There's right. a reason why you're taking the Sefer Torah out and you're not just dancing without it. Um, at least try to want to learn more. Um, I didn't get much of that spirit. I mean, I didn't get much no, of it. The simplest tower has always been simplest tower. People get up and they dance and they drink and they have fun. Yeah, it, it get sort of really against as as you know from the yeshiva elitist way of looking at things. Uh, you know, the, the balabatim never really know what what simplest tower is. They just get drunk and they just run around and do tomfoolery when they don't realize that simplest tower is about the beauty of having and learning Torah. So, you know, there are people who will, will see it in a negative way. I, I, you know, I think it's wonderful that Jews, you know, use the synagogue and the shul and St. Yontif as the vehicle for their shenanigans. That's a good thing. Yeah, right. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's a happy accident. In other words, whatever was, whatever was going on in the mind of the Gaonim who, you know, sort of constructed this, this day, which Rafsadi and others we're, we're, we're wondering what the heck's going on over here. We're taking out, right? We're dancing. We're taking there violations uh, uh, abound. Uh, yeah. And if you if you read Avram Yari's book, which is sort of like the oh, it's like it's the, one of the best books. It's not just the best book on Simplest Torah. It's the best book on understanding how the evolution of Ben Hagim in general. 
it's, it's a fantastic us, book. It's a yeah, fantastic it's, book. It, it, you're right. Right over my shoulder there. Yeah. Accessible. Uh, uh, Vermiari was a great, I mean, we, we could do a whole podcast about his literary efforts. Great safer. I mean, I, I, I used it this year for a year about, uh, I was talking about uh, the Haftorah selection for uh, for Simchus Torah, how it switched from, the, from what the Gemara says to what we do and how that comes about. He has great stuff on that. Right, but but if you look at Yari's book, you can see that even in sort of like a, the restrained Middle Ages, there was a lot of not just tomfoolery, but a lot of mixing of the sexes that was going on. The women would enter into the into the main sanctuary. They would put crowns on top of the uh, of the of the men that were chosen to be the Hassanim. We um, do that every day. We do that every day, my. Yes, yes. Sort of like, remember the old margarine commercial, like when <laughs> you get like a crown on your head. But my, my point is, is that Simcoe Story was always, it, it always has, it, as Yari's book points out, uh, it, it's anomalous in terms of, uh, of what holidays in the Torah or in the rabbinic world is. A lot of stuff that was sort of, you would consider, consider beyond the pale, but like a yo-yo, you could pull it back and then things are back to normal, hopefully, right? I mean, after that day, I mean, nothing egregiously wrong happens. I mean, we 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 still daven, we still keep yontif, we still do the grace of Torah. People are a little exuberant. Well, you know, again, with I, I don't want to be you know, the uh, uh, the shame, shame, shame boy. You're like a schoolmarm today. You're yes. like a, 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 a <laughs> disciplinarian. I mean, this is not. I don't know. Yes. Well, I, again, you know, you know, the Rambam does say that that was one of the reasons. Well, the Rambam says, of course, that during Yontif, you know, the Rambam is, is is happy to quote the Chazal and give it prominence, the Shotrim that go around and watching what's happening in all the little parks and gardens and making sure that Yontif festivities don't flow over into romantic liaisons. And, 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 and the post can say, like the Rambam, that that's one of the reasons why many communities, for as you know, I know you're a big lover of Minhagim, they have Bahab, right? That's part of the reasons why, as we're going to have, I think, uh, starting next Monday. Um, I, I believe Bahab is generally referred to as the single most ignored Jewish ritual. <laughs> Today, but we know that it was it was instituted based on, oh, what have we done over Yontif? What sort of, what sort of uh, uh, things? I understood it as a time of penance for women who didn't cook enough food or the quality was you you do remember though going back as part of this program is always our great nostalgia and nirvana trip back to uh 400 mount wilson lane you do remember yes which i never had seen before i mean i come, come i had up. never heard of bahab bahab what is bahab like we walked in there and it was like what's happening here um get, where did they come up with this stuff Yes, it is still the Esther's Torah Lulach, I have to say. Yeah. And, and 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 even again, it's obviously withered away, but in Yeshiva it was there and um you know it was it's, yeah, added added a little more time to uh, to dominating. Uh yeah, it's yeah. always I mean it just it just anyway. Yeah. It, it, uh-huh. Yes, yes. And what's uh, strange is, is that based on what I'm saying, the Balabatim probably needed more than the Does any show in the world do Bahab? I would assume in Eretz Yisrael, it's very common. In the yeshivas, it's common. Um, and the question is, how much energy can you summon up after, especially if you're a Sephardi, you had 40 days of Selichos, um, uh, you know, how could you, 
even if you just went through Yom Neroyim, how are you able to once again, you know, get that that serious mode? Uh, speaking about the serious mode, I think you know if, if when after Simchas Torah is over and the Tom Fury is over, that first uh, Shabbos Bereshis, I guess people still got their brains rattled. But I guess this coming week, everybody's back in their place. Um, so I, you know, you're, you've been a rabbi for forty-one years. Um, how do you deal with? We've talked about it, I think before, but how do you deal with um, people talking? Um, just talking and talking to in shul. Um, and I want to ask you even further, how do you deal with the uh, phenomena known as the shushers? Because um, the, the shushers, there was an article written, I, 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 didn't, I didn't catch it, but I caught a letter reacting to it that the, uh, in, in the great magazine Mishpacha, that they had, uh, a person wrote an article there saying that the shushers are getting a bad name. The shushers are very. I, I only read the. Uh, I only read the sports section of Mishpacha, so I didn't see that either. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, what do I want to say? Chicago, uh, Chicago, your old town. They're building a new stadium. They want to build a new stadium for the Bears. Anyway, but I digress. The yeah. shushers. Yeah. So here's what I would say about shushers. Uh, one of the great things about COVID is that when less people were in shul and people had to sit far away from each other, it was really nice and quiet in shul. It's getting noisy again. Uh, my own approach to noise in shul um, has always been not to uh, bang, not to shush, but to get up from my seat, you know, go standing where the seabor is and just stop him. And we stop until it's quiet. Sometimes it involves me having to say something like, we'll continue when there's silence. And that's it. And you do it enough times, you know, when Priya Tower or going down. One second. One second. You, you will stride from your august position on the Bima to where the. I'm usually is. carried. I have four attendants carried. <laughs> so, so you do. You, it isn't just. You, you, you do indicate that you are unhappy by. Right. by right. And, 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 your, and your shul usually responds, or there's still some more talking? You know, there are always people. There are always a handful of people who you know can't restrain themselves. But uh, it's in other words, I just want to make sure that anybody who wants to daven can daven in peace. And when they have a couple of people talking, I think it can be ignored. But when it uh, reaches the point where I can hear it, it's bad. So, so the the most you you will say is we will not continue until the talking. Oh, I see. We will continue when there's silence. Yes, yes. I'm a positive person. I'm very upbeat. So I, I put it in a very positive way. We will continue when there's silence. We will continue when there is silence. And that usually... Have you uh, commanded or at least let them let people know that that's your job and that's not the job of, of the Gavai, Rishon, Gavai? Listen, any Gavai who wants to will always be the banger or the sister. I do not believe that contributes to decorum. I think it takes away from decorum. I don't think banging in a shul is appropriate. I don't think one around shushing is appropriate. You know, you, the only time you should bang in shul is right before Shmanesrei and it's Rosh to remind people to say Yalav Yalav. Other than that, there really shouldn't be banging. And then, you know, you should just continue to stop the davening. Patiently stop, repeatedly stop, persistently stop. So that eventually people stop talking and they talk, they'll end up talking much less. Mm-hmm. So... Have you ever had to speak to Gabai Shlishi to tell him, look, you're a nice guy. Yes. 
And, and, and you've said, look, don't shush people. Have you told them that? I, I'm more obsessed with the banging and the shushing. I'm very anti-banging. Mm. Yeah. I don't like banging. I don't think, also, I don't like, whatever it is that my people are doing, whether how wrong it is, they deserve your, your respect. Being banged at, I don't like well, I, I think like, that you know, the, I'm not. I'm not. It's not like a you know. It's not the top ten issues in my life. You know, I don't. You know, I, but I, again, I, I don't think, I'm going to theorize that the people who tend to be the shushers also became the ones that became the your mask is not on right either. You know, the same people. Right, that, listen, there are people who who love telling other people what to do. I'll tell you the announcement I made before our coffee, for instance. I got up. I said, "Listen, we've lived with this for 20 months." Everybody here has read everything. Everyone is an amateur epidemiologist. Everyone here has seichel. Everyone here knows what's safe and unsafe. It's up to you. We're not your mommy. We're not your daddy. Watch yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Do what you're comfortable with. If you see things in the show that you're not comfortable with, you want to step aside, please feel free to do so. If you want to be here at all, you know, take a cuff and go home. It's fine. Whatever you choose to do. But you're all smart enough to know how to protect yourselves. And I said, do what you're comfortable with. You know that you know, I, don't think, I don't think we're having a crisis to raise them. We have to. We give them an opportunity to be safe. They take it. They take it. They don't. They don't. Well, I'll tell you, there have been breakaway minyanim and breakaway shows that I'm familiar with that are built almost on this principle that the reason why we left the big show, the reason why we left uh, Kehilas base Ruvain Pupko was whatever it was was because. There was too much talking. In our show, there's no talking. That's the that's what our show was about. Um, and you know that those minyanim have, 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 I don't know if they've thrived, but they definitely uh, are, are, are a phenomena uh, throughout the world, I would say. Yeah. And, Listen, no question that uh, the original Stiebloch were, were, uh, were triggered by a lack of a Kavana-friendly atmosphere in the big shows. And uh, whether it was talking or anything else. And, uh, you know, listen, you have a, there are a lot of shows that won't recover from COVID because either the show was too strict and people wanted to continue to dive with the minion and the show was, you know, took too long in their mind to permit it again or didn't do it the way they wanted. There are, there are a whole host of things going on with shows today that aren't necessarily, that don't necessarily bode well for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of shows that really, that stumbled in this. What I mean stumbled is they were out of sync with their people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess what I'm, you know, I, I don't deny that, that the, uh, what is in store for us uh, now is clearly, you know, I wouldn't call it uh, uncharted waters. We're not sure our, our show is going to be closing. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm more, uh, I, I want to get you to say, that despite the fact that you want people to be able to daven, to build a community around not talking is not necessarily healthy. When 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 it's when when when, when the when the etra of the shul is we don't talk during davening, um, I, I think that that is a militant a, a sort of a militant aspect where you're turning it into. Uh, not only taking away the social aspect, which which is crucial for a person to feel, but I think there's a certain elitism and a certain uh, sense of better than thou that occurs in that show that I think harms it as a, as a, a, a challenge. 
I have them in my shul, and every shul has, is the following. No city outside of New York is big enough to have sustainable shuls for each little niche of the Orthodox world. Okay? So you're going to end up in a room with people who are different than you, and daven differently than you, and learn differently than you, and practice differently than you. The question is, what are people willing to sacrifice and compromise on for the sake of Kehillah? What are people willing to do? And 50 years ago, they were willing to do a lot. Today, they're not willing to do anything almost, where everybody has to feel 100% comfortable with everybody else in the room. You see this in Chinuch also, by the way, but that's a whole separate subject. In other words, you have, are we willing to give up anything in order to, to I don't know, I, I'll, I'll use the camouflage, or to have a sense of Kehillah, where you daven with people who have a black keeper, even though you were having kippahs through God. Where you, are you, are you, who, who don't, who aren't as fastidious about decorum as you would hope everyone would be, right? I mean, are you, you're daven with people who leave during the Haftar for a kiddush club, and that bothers you. Are you willing to daven with those people? And I, you know, I would say that, that Kehillah, Achdus, is a value, right? There are other values. And the problem is that the values of, of, of Achdus and Kehillah have been diminished enormously. They're not valued anymore. And, and everyone feels 100% right and self-righteous about creating a niche minion that is stricter on decorum, not as strict on COVID, this and that, whatever it is. And, and and abandon the notion of Kehillah. I mean, I, you know, uh, it's 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 a tragedy. It really is. What I would also say, if you if you could create as you could, you know, a big Kehillah, and you know that a group comes to you and says it bothers me the amount of talking. Um, I, I think what you could do, and this was done in, in a show that I was familiar with, was there was a certain part of the show where those those people who weren't interested in talking would sit. And there was another in the back, you had people that would talk. And even though that's an imperfect union, but it could work. That's a solution. That's a wonderful solution. And I mean, the joke, when I was, you know, I remember one of the jokes, a guy got, the only Shusha joke I'm familiar with is, a guy gets up in the middle of Kriya Zatorah, bangs on the table and says, please, everyone, be quiet. I can't hear what the guy next to me is trying to tell me. <laughs> well, the uh, again, the deals and, and and things that are worked out in show are, are definitely uh, uh, you know immense. You know the Nishabas Garet joke. You know what I'm talking about? The Nishabas Garet sale of a what was I think it was I think it's a sale of a car. I don't something like that. Um, but the, you know, no, it, per- listen, it, it, listen, Fila is tough. Having Kavan and Fila is not easy. If you're a product of yeshiva in the right atmosphere, you know what it is, you know how to practice it, but it doesn't cut, not everybody has the background, the chinuch, what, what, you know, and, and not everybody is able to sustain it. And it's hard, it's hard. And we have to recognize that, but we have to, we have to balance imperatives. Yes, shul needs to be quiet. Davening needs to be quiet, needs to be respected. But also, you know, kehillah, the idea of killing, keeping people together has to be respected. And, uh, and and rabbis have a real obligation to try to create an atmosphere and show everybody's comfortable. That does mean maintaining decorum, but it also means reminding everyone there 
that there are times you have to sacrifice a little bit in order that we all sit together. You know, one of the things that uh, COVID ushered in when people came back into shul was, we're staying in shul as little time as possible. The rabbi's not going to be speaking. We're going to go straight from Mincha to Mariv, and that's the way it's going to be. And um, how is that? Has that loosened uh, up? Yeah, so we loosened up. We're now uh, for a few months already. We've been doing halach again in between. Uh, I don't do it. I, when I, in my early years in Rabbanus, I did it. Now my cousin Shani or, uh, does it. I, I come to Mincha and I just... Uh, a cousin Shani, not the assistant rabbi. No, no, I don't know. We call him a cousin Shani much. Well, basically, it's Shamus. Anyway, uh, she doesn't... How long is the break? How long, how long is usually the break supposed to be? It's seven minutes. Seven minutes. Wow, that's, that's a, a lot. Uh, I guess it depends from where. So there were times we did Mishnayis. Now he's doing halacha. He goes to halacha mostly. Uh, listen, it, it's it, it gets challenging if you're in, if you do this for a very long time. You kind of run out of stuff to do, or you recycle. There's nothing wrong with doing halacha twice. Um, but again, there are some wonderful svarim uh, out there that. Uh, you know, we could them that put things together on the. Uh, I think it's a tremendous. Well, you know what? It's it's a tremendous challenge because even if you can read the safer, your oilum is just sitting there looking at their watch, and they don't have the safer. They're not here right. to have a shear. So even right. if so, even if you have a great uh, book, you've got to you got to look at it. You got to prepare it, and if yeah. it's and, and it's it's got to be concise enough that you can wrap it up. And the person enjoys it going into the right? right. Now, I do it occasionally, very rarely when he's out of town. And I'll always be very entertaining because I don't have to do it for a full year. So it's very easy to be entertaining. I have to do it five, six times in a row. You know, so I just, you know, I, you know, I'm so, but it, it, to do it every day, it's tough. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to do. Listen, we don't do this, but in some shows, they learn a lot every morning after davening while people are wrapping their fill, just to say another cottage, sometimes they do it. But, um, it, sound, it, it seems like that is more perfunctory and people have more patience for it, I think, because they just leave because, because the ones who are rushing to catch the bus just leave. <laughs> right? right. And the cottage zuggers want to stay. Whereas right. in between right. the Hamariv, I think you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner. Yes. Right. And I and I think the, the rabbi senses that. And there's there's an, there's an innate it's a it's a there's an innate animosity that's brewing up. Yeah. Can you shut up already, Rabbi? We want to start already. Right. It's, I think, I, I think the mere, great miracle of American Jewish life is that no murder has occurred at, at that period. Yeah. It could easily trigger a violent outburst, but it hasn't. So I think we should be grateful for that. But again, you have to find ways to do it in an engaging way. Yeah, I, I, I we we all know we've talked about this on this uh, on our this podcast how a five minute talk is 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 infinitely more difficult than, right. than a 15-minute talk. It is... Yeah. And, and, and to so you have to choose something. You have to be prepared. It's, it's sometimes the best thing to do is in a perfect situation, you do halacha in a, in a very practical, modern application or tshuva about it within that very limited time span. Yeah, you know? I, I found you, you, I think you, uh, when we were offline, I think you, you mentioned a safer with the Ace of Das, I think you felt that that was a... Torah Ladas, I think it's called. Torah Ladas. Uh, yeah, I, and then there's the Sharma Mishnah Balacha there. They're good for to make this very easy. 
Yeah, you know? I would say the Shamatzim and Alocha is a little bit uh, antiquated and sometimes a little, unless you go through his sources and are able right, the to sources, I mean, the sources bring them to the table well. I, I, I'll tell you what I used in my uh, very short stint as doing this. I used uh, Rav Shoma Aviner's um, Sefer. Uh, he has, yes, he has a, a, a multi-volume collection of pieces. They're available on Yitzhak Chochmah as well. Um, Sheila Shlomo or uh, from Aviner. And they are bite-sized, re- mostly interesting. And, you know, to the point about, uh, put it this way, it's relevant, but it's exotic at the same time. Right. right. There's important. a certain element of, 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 of newness and freshness. That I right. think is important. I actually, you know, you, you, you know, where I come from, the Rav um, uh, in Memphis, Rav Noto said that in all the Lithuanian Potimidrashim, uh, they weren't Chayodim in between. Uh, oh, yeah? Right. Chayodim was standard. In the Litvish places, everybody, and of course, the Balabatim probably had the Chayodim with them and they would, they would learn right. Chayodim. Um, for, I actually feel that if a guy gets up there and just recycles, like you say, um, it, it really, in a way, um, sort of, it, it is just killing time. Um, and and I think you do want the Balabatim, whether they like it or not, to somehow be enthused and happy and get something that they haven't, they didn't get from before. But it's it, certainly... But you're right. It, it, Listen, guys don't. Guys can be very boring who try to do this or too long. You have to be short, punchy, and get to the point and get down. Which which means to really work hard on on, on crafting it uh, in a way that I guess even if most of the time it's going to be underappreciated because the guys they're going to be running out okay. of the show after Mar. They're not going to come over to you and and right. But but that one or that one or two uh, guy who might linger and say, you know, I really like that idea. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was, I thought that was okay. Um, there's another other option, of course. I mean, the the reason for the break is to halachically satisfy the idea of davening marv late enough. Is that the reason, or is it too? I always understood it as, you know. Shkia maybe shkia, but like let's push Marv a little bit past shkia, you know. Uh, so, so this way, it's it's more it's less of a suffix whether you were Yotzei Kriya yeah. or not. Yeah. Um. So because again, you know, I, I, there's in Shulchan Aruch it already speaks, of course, about as you said, a Dvar Halacha after davening. Doing it after davening is obviously not going to work, right? No. <laughs> that I can tell you because I give a shear right after davening now. Um, and I make a big announcement uh, and say, everybody come and sit and learn. We're learning now. Um, and everybody uh, basically very unceremoniously walks by without, you know, without uh, even tipping their hat. They're just, yeah, let's get the heck out of here. I think that's the, uh, you know, that's that's uh, unfortunate, the way that works. Um, tell me the... Uh, Well, I know as you walk out of shul, I know you probably have to at least nod and talk to your fellow Canucks there. Um, and I'm sure that uh, as this uh, the the fall goes into winter, I'm sure you have a lot to say about what is it the um, uh, what do they call the Argonauts? The Argonauts, the, the Montreal Alouettes. Oh, the Alouettes, right? And and it was a- nobody in my shul follows the Montreal Alouettes. Everyone follows American football. We have Cowboy fans. We got Steeler fans. 
we have Packer fans, Giants fans. We don't have any Alouette fans. So it's basically the CFL is a complete total joke, right? Unless you're, I don't know, some people, I, I, nobody I know. Everybody I know is following American football. I see. Everybody. Right. So there's really no, there's really no, there's really no sports gab at all as you're leaving the show. But it's, what do they call it? The, the Grey Cup when they win? When they, when they, the Grey they, Cup, yes, yes, the Grey Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, well. If, if every team in the CFL, right, their plane crashed simultaneously on the same day, wiping out the entire, entire roster of every single CFL team, no one in my show would notice. I see. Yeah, well, I guess that really goes to show you that the uh, you know the Canadian culture has been completely taken over by uh, us American Bohemians. All right, that's it, my friends. We show well, uh, as as again uh, apologies to the Alouettes. We hope we shall see you. Take care, my friends. Be well. See you next time. I'll see you, Rabel. I got to. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.